guys, welcome to episode two, whatever this episode is, of this very weird first timers podcast. Uh, my name is Jerry. I'm here with my boy Alan. What's good? Welcome to like the audio uh, version only. Gives us more time to, you know, it's easier than with the camera right now, yeah. so we can just talk freely and talk dress our bummy. Shit, dress bummy. Yep. You know what I mean? So you guys don't have no idea how broke we are yet, but That's soon, facts. soon you will know. Possibly have a drink. Who knows? Yeah. Now, this podcast is basically to just kind of escape, join our little world, you know, have some fun bullshit mm-hmm. for maybe an hour and a half, you know, whatever we feel like it that day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. You know, so let's start off, you know, how's your week going? How you doing? It's been pretty fucked up, honestly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel bad. Honestly, this year has been pretty bad. I can't front. Um, there's some bright spots, obviously, in it. That's in that's in everything you know everything that's dark and bad about all this all this shit and all this, these times uh, you always got to try to find the, the the brightness the light in it you know or if you can't find it you try to create one for yourself you know try to find a hobby whatever it might be you know um, yeah but yeah just trying to live through it one day at a time you feel me yeah you know that's you're just uh, listening to Michelle Obama she was talking in a I don't know if it was an interview or her podcast or something but. She was talking actually a pretty good point about like when it comes to talking about depression and, and kids, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of interesting in terms of like, you know, what you're saying about everything this past year. And it was how like it's harder for kids to kind of get through this time because as you get older, you have more perspective on different things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're older, it's like, oh, we've been through some tough shit before. So like we know how to get past it and go, you know, move forward. You know, the younger generation you know, they're so young, they, they haven't had that yet. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a pretty good point is probably why, like, you know, at least what we've noticed, you know, people our age that hang around with us, like, you know, being 24 years old, like, it's definitely at a time where it's like, I'm still younger, mm-hmm. so it's easy for me to get depressed. But I also have been through, not a lot in life, obviously, but I've seen a decent amount in life to know that it's like, there has to be some kind of hope and other side of this coming out. I agree. You know, like, when, you know, when we were young, you know, let's say when we started kindergarten, nine eleven happened. Mm. Like literally, the year I started kindergarten, it was that month. Like That's a few fact. days into going to school, like yeah. I remember it was weird because I was like, I went to school the first day, normal day. Second day, same thing, normal day. And then like the third day, we get pulled out earlier and told to go home. And I thought it was like kind of weird. I remember getting off, and my I mom was still in the city at that point, bro. Like I was there. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. And I remember being up here. They sent us homes too for some reason. It was crazy. Yeah. My dad and was one of the first responders. I got it. That shit was crazy. Yeah. And I remember my parents being at the bus. You know, I'm in my head. I'm like, wait, my parents are supposed to be at work, and mm-hmm. I just left for school. Why are they here? Yeah. Like, so it was like, you know, certain things like that that they had explained to me that it's like at an early age I realized like, oh, like really horrific shit can happen at any minute, yeah. like that randomly. Word. So. We, and then, you know, to be in that war, you know, by the time we were leaving high school that, you know, we finally got Osama 10 years later yeah. when we were in high school type shit. So it's like, I feel like we, we've had, a, you know, also just minor things like, you know, I remember being in the third grade with Tom and our teacher bringing us a Time magazine about global warming. You know, like, yeah. like we've, we've been instilled in certain things that it's like, not everything is safe, not everything... But you got to find a way to persevere and get through. Exactly. And I can't think of something in a recent time that if you're really young, if you're in like middle school, elementary school, even though your early years of high school, I can't really think of things that you had to firsthand experience 
to be like, oh shit. So it's like, so you know what I mean? So it's like one of those things that I'm, I'm at least thankful that we are able to have that perspective I agree. of yeah. like, hey, we've seen some bad shit and that can help get us through these tougher yeah. times. I think to build on that too, um, honestly, it makes it a lot tougher for the kids nowadays, especially during the pandemic. Because like, like I said, back then, you know, we got to live through it, see it. And a lot of it, we were all together for it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we, we all had each other on top of that. Where obviously nowadays it's much tougher because you know everybody's either at school at home, like everything is on their computers and phones and shit like that too. Like they they don't have that kind of social comfort that we did growing up. You know what I'm saying? So oh I, yeah. So it's gonna be a lot tougher for these kids to, to deal with shit like that. Um, if hopefully think hopefully God you know nothing crazy like that ever happens again. Yeah. Um, if I want to even deal with it, you know. Yeah, I find it like really weird that like I can't imagine what it would like to be like in high school right now because it's like I know so much of your life is your social interaction yeah like I remember like I just think of like some of the long lasting friendships I have to this day that were never because of anything crazy it was just, just randomly we're in the same place at the same time one day in school where there was like an auditorium a classroom whatever and we just started to talk Fred Carl exactly but like you where it's like you just met somebody <laughs> and you're just like <laughs> That's oh nice yeah. like I fuck with you now like, yeah, yeah like, like, you know what I mean so it's like <laughs> So it's like, I, I, when I think of just even minor things like that, or just like how like one random day could be like so effective to kind of like the rest of your high school life. Yeah. That it's like, to not have that, to like have to just be home and you guys only see each other through your phone. Like to me, it's just so... It's so... I, I know like having a phone is like a big thing for technology because it's all, all the information in the world's there. Everything's there. But there's also like a downside to that too because everybody's stuck on it. You know what I'm saying? You can, people don't even look up anymore from their phones. Well, this is my fucking problem with people, actually. Because I get what you're saying, but I've noticed a lot. This is about to take a weird left turn from the serious talk <laughs> I just had. But I just find it personally annoying that motherfuckers could have their phone, all the information right there, and still have no idea what the That's fuck they facts, are talking about. bro. How are, you, how are people so stupid, but have literally the answers to everything on their phone? But you know the problem is with that, actually. It's because they always follow... Or no, because they only look at the headline. It, it's never... Because it, I've seen a lot of That's headlines... Right. Because I don't even blame the headlines. The headline is to catch you. Exactly. It's, it's for the clicks. But the pro- but that's the problem. Nobody clicks anymore. That's the facts. problem is people just look at the crazy headlines and then just move on with their day. Because people have a, such a short attention span, they don't even feel like reading a whole article about, but about it. Did, yo, and then, I, but then try to like be like, oh, I know everything about it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like the fact that Dr. Seuss is now done, even though it's like, it's, no, he's not. It's just so stupid. No, he's not. Bro, because like we Literally, just got a shit. Like, so, so I stupid. work at a d- discount store for anybody who's listening. I work at a discount store. We just got more, like, we have, like, a kid's book section that yeah. we have. We just got more Dr. Seuss's, like, the green eggs and ham, like, all the classic ones. I don't know ones. where all that's coming from. They only discontinued, like, three books that they didn't even it's sell. It's only six. Like, it's only six. Yeah, and yeah. it's ones they weren't they even, even selling doing. anymore. Yeah. yeah. They were selling for, like, 20 years, so I don't understand why people are freaking out about it. Like Because, again, because this is the problem. This is the problem. For, and this is for both sides. The people who are part of cancel culture and the people who are against it. The people who are against it, you guys are just as sensitive and just as angry and outraged as the people with the cancel culture. That I do agree with. Because the thing is, it's, it's supposed to be a, a medium of it. Meaning, we don't completely erase everything. So like Dr. Seuss is the example. We still have Dr. Seuss books. It's just there were certain ones that were... Not racist. Yeah, they're not PC. Not, no, not even PC. Racist. Yeah. There's a difference between PC and racist. These ones were just blatantly racist shit. And they they basically amplified amplified mm-hmm. negative stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So the, the company did the right thing. All right, we're just not going to sell these ones anymore. 
They never said green eggs and ham was racist. They never said cat in the hat was racist. Yeah. Even though, don't get it, and, and this is the thing. I'm going to say all this stuff. Nobody should be coming at me. What you should do, the smart thing is, go do research. Go look at the history of Dr. Seuss himself. Go look up his history of where he was raised, how he was raised, how what he went to school for. Because what people don't know is before he went for to make children's books, he was making political cartoons mm-hmm. that, you know, depending on which side you were on, could be come across as offensive. Yeah. Now, I've seen some of them. Not all of them were that offensive to me. I thought actually some of them were pretty clever. Yeah. But he did have certain ones that were, you know, like like the classic drawing a black person with the big monkey looking lips. Like, like there's certain shit like that that it's like, yeah, it's probably not good to sell that shit and amplify negative stereotypes. Yeah. But... Again, you can still read your kid Green Eggs and Ham if he wants it on a train or on a plane or in a box with the fox. Who gives a a shit? Kids book, bro. Like it's not. It's not that serious. It's not that serious. First of all, I stopped reading Doctor Seuss when I was a kid. I stopped reading them after like five. So it's like I don't really know how much people really give a shit about this. That's because we grew up in the golden age of cartoons. So like all that, all that shit was just yeah. So it's like you know, or even like the Mr. Potato Head thing. Like this, like that's another problem where it's like the outrage side is more ridiculous than the cancel culture side because the cancel culture side all they're saying with that part is like we're not canceling Mr. Potato Head the company itself all they said was yo we're just calling it Potato Head now that's it just the company just the company that's what I'm saying not the toys not the merchandise they still sell Mr. Potato Head and Mr. Potato Head they also exist in the company the company itself is just Potato Head because they sell both that's that's the only thing they did and I don't know why people are just freaking out and people are mad like oh they canceled Mr. Potato Head no one canceled him like or or, That's facts. you know, the most recent ruin as of this recording, yeah. you know, people are mad about Pepe Le Pew not being mm-hmm. in Space Jam 2. First off, no one said, yo, we're erasing all the old Pepe Le Pew cartoons. No. No. All they said was, is going forward, we're probably not going to use them. Yeah. Again. I think he's a hilarious character. I don't personally see anything wrong with it. Yeah. Like this is like this one's like this is the side of like why I say the other side is outrage. It's not that I look at them like they're all yelling. Because I understand it. If anything, I'm with them. I don't like that somebody like Pepe Le Pew is never gonna be seen again because I think he's personally funny. But I also acknowledge that we're in a time of Me Too and you know, women being taken seriously for certain things and to not give off like to not say Hey, it's okay to just go up and grab a girl and start kissing her. Mm-hmm. Like again, I don't see that as what Pepe Le Pew did because he was going for the same bitch the whole time. He only wanted that one bitch. He didn't want. That's he true. wasn't going around kissing Bugs Bunny or nobody. He wanted the one bitch. But I understand true, with man. how he went with it. Yeah. I can understand like okay, yeah, some women can take offense to that. Yeah. So I'm not going to be mad if they decide not to use him again. Guess what? I can just go back and watch the older cartoons. Because yeah. guess what? Everybody who's not in that conversation. That I see are all, oh, I don't know about Space Jam 2. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Like, I don't want them to ruin it. So it's like, so even if they make new Looney Tunes shit, y'all are, like, you're either mad that they're not making it the old way, or you're too scared that they're going to do something new. So it's like... that That's the biggest thing with everything in this world. People hate to see change, but don't want to see the same thing over and over again. Exactly. And so, like, what the hell are people... That, that's something that artists, actors, every, like, everything in media people do. All art is... That's exactly. their biggest dilemma right that's now, which is so everybody like, wants something do? new... But what? they don't want the same thing. You know what I'm saying? So, what, what, what do, how, do, how do you solve that? That doesn't even make any sense. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. it's like. And for anybody who's listening to this that is like worried about Space Jam 2, who, you know, like, you know, the first one's the original is your favorite and you love it so much. 
and you don't feel like doing the research, let me tell you right now. I've read the premise for Space Jam 2. So if you want to know absolutely nothing, cover your ears now in the next five seconds. The synopsis of the movie is supposed to be that LeBron James is trying to connect with his son to do sports. His son doesn't want to do sports. He wants to be a techie kid. So Don Cheadle basically becomes the guy that, like, he works for, like, some CEO of some company that basically hires his son to create something called, like, at least in the synopsis, said the Warner 3000, Mm -hmm. where basically his his kid gets lost in the Warner 3000, so LeBron has to go save him. The Warner 3000 basically is like a VR machine. It's kind of like Ready Player One, but with all the Warner Brothers, all the Warner Brothers stuff. So that's why Bugs and them are going to be in it. So it's not like a Space Jam one where Bugs and them needed to defeat these guys, so they went and got Michael Jordan because they needed the best basketball player. It's a completely different premise. Like so, like that's the thing. It's like that's where I don't don't compare the movies. That's that's what that's but that's what they did smart about it. We're gonna call it Space Jam two to get people in because they're gonna want to see a basketball player with the. The Looney Tunes yeah. having a game, but the premise is going to be a thousand times different from what it was what before. Was it? So, you know, it's like one of those you you got to, and that to me is like, what more do you want? It's so sad. It's like okay. they're giving you another great back. It's probably going to be another funny basketball game with the Looney Tunes and now LeBron James instead of Mike. But they're also giving you something different in terms of the story. So it, it's one of those. If this don't work, I officially don't know what to tell people. That's like, right. you know. But the people, you know, because we talk about it all the time, people are going to hate on everything regardless, even if it's good or not. They, they, yeah. It's just people, nowadays, there's just, it, the, the hate is such such a powerful force right now, and it's, it's honestly, it hurts. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to go as far as, like, it hurts because I'm not that sensitive, but I'm just more annoyed that it's like, yo, can I just enjoy things? <laughs> that's, like, that's why it hurts. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. like, can I enjoy that's that, like, saying. Zack Snyder is about to make a new Justice League? If you don't League? like something, then just don't watch it or just let it go. Like, no one's move, putting move the gun on. to your head, just bro. Just move on. Like, do, do yeah. something you do like. Like, like nobody, nobody cares to hear... Everybody's opinion of how how much you hate something like nobody in the world gives a fuck about that. Okay? Word like again like going to our, one of our conversations we had earlier like look I'm personally not a fan of Henry Youngboy like just yeah. his music just don't work for me. But guess yeah. what he's the number one watched rapper on YouTube. He has an enormous fan base. He's already now worked with like Snoop, Migos. You know J Cole wanted to work with him. So it's like yo if like. No one cares if I have to shit on him. Exactly. So I'm not gonna go out of my way to shit on him. If anything, I just give him the big ups. Like, yo, keep doing what you're doing. Exactly. Like, you're still making a difference. I was about to say, black men make money too. Exactly. You know exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You don't like, gotta like something, but you don't gotta hate on it if you don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're, like, nobody's, nobody's forcing you to like shit. Well, I feel like the same thing. And I feel like the, the thing people push back on is like, oh, what's so your thing? I can't have an opinion. Like, no, no, you can definitely have your opinion, yeah, but just know that you don't have to go out. Like don't go out of your way to hurt somebody. Exactly. Like that's what I feel like people don't realize that sometimes it feels like you're going out of your way. Just spread hate, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're having a conversation with me and they, they bring up something like M A Young Boy, you'd be like, Oh, I'm not a fan of his music or I am a fan of his music. It could be like that, you know what I'm saying? But if, like I said, if you go out of your way just to spread hate, you know what I'm saying? Like the, like that's just unnecessary energy, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's just That's what I'm saying. So that's all the whole point I guess with yeah. this is people, save your energy. Be positive. You know what I'm Put it to something good, you know? Word. Yeah, now to be more positive. The world needs more help. Um, your certified lover boy is going to fucking blow up the world when this shit comes. Like, the fact that people are getting the vaccine now, they're saying summer might be open. Yo, Drake's about to take over the summer. Yeah, 2021 is going to be a, a big Drake year, I believe. I cannot yeah. wait. I cannot wait. After hearing the three-pack, 
between what's next, lemon pepper freestyle, and and for some reason also it's gonna be both Drake and Travis. I feel like Travis is gonna surprise drop his album. Like he's not gonna say nothing. I feel like he's gonna surprise drop. You don't think he's gonna take a long time like he did with Astro World? Well, of course he's going to. But like that's why I don't think it's coming anytime soon. Cause he nah, I, I think it might come out this year. Probably like late. I think like fallish though. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I haven't. Have you? Have you noticed though? He he got a bunch of chains specifically made for Utopia. That he's, he's getting shit done made for him. Like he also has like Sharpies made. That's a Cactus Jack on it, bro. How do you get Sharpie to collab with you, bro? That's legit. First of all, that is some boss shit. <laughs> but nah, apparently he, from what I saw, like somebody, like people on the internet had shown, like, because I remember he had posted it, and then it came out later that apparently he got all those chains and was yeah. giving one out to each person that is on at like that like no feature mind. of Astro World. And the two that they've seen with it so far is Young Thug, which is, I mean, if you're a Travis fan, you know, him and Young Thug is a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, and Roddy Rich was spotted with the chain. Nice. So, and it's a weird-looking chain. Like, it's, like, not something that could look like, so, like, it's, like, yeah. it's a chain with, like, this weird, like, you know, like, how Travis has, like, you know, the weird face artwork yeah. type shit. And it looks amazing. Like, I can't, like, I, I shit, I wanted one of those. I was like, <laughs> can I find a way to work on this album? Just... How much that chain? Or, like, can I just get, like, a one ad lib and get a chain, please? Um, Yeah, no, so, it, yeah, no, I definitely think Travis is is definitely got a shot to... Yeah, but this will definitely be Drake's year, 100%. If if he decides to drop, at least. And see, that's the thing is, that's where my other biggest question is, is, like... You said New Year's... Like, I know, like, I know somebody, like, like, Young Thug will drop his album even if Drake drops his album this year. Mm -hmm. Same thing with, you know, Migos, like, somebody like Roddy Rich, Like, all these guys, when they have another album coming out, they'll drop it even if Drake's got something coming out yeah. that same year. Yeah. Now, they won't put it anywhere near when his drops. Yeah. So the fact that nobody knows when Certified Lover Boy is going to drop but Drake, do you think it's making some artists, like... Kind you think weird. maybe that's why we're not getting a lot of new, new music from bigger artists? Because, like... They, like that fear of like I don't want to drop right now and then next week fucking Drake dro- decides to drop Certified Lover Boy and all the attention is taken is away from me um I would say it actually depends on the artist uh, cause I feel like the only one that's really that won't drop like that honestly I'm, uh, I'm gonna hate to say this but something tells me that whenever like when Drake drops is the only time we're gonna get in, uh, any kind of indication when Kendrick comes I agree I don't think Kendrick's coming anytime soon now because he knows Drake is coming yeah I mean I, I think it, I, I, I think it depends on the artists because I think some artists uh, would just is gonna drop when they're ready just gun ready whenever whatever. it doesn't matter if Drake's dropping the same week or not uh, I, like you said they probably won't be the same they probably will see if Drake's dropping they probably won't drop it the same day maybe like a week a couple weeks give and take yeah. Um, Listen, I, I still think yeah. like like if Drake drops, I think like a few weeks later, Thug will be like, all right, maybe I'll drop, drop my album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once once the hype starts to, I feel like yeah. once Kendrick, I feel like for Kendrick though, it's like once Drake comes out, it's like okay, I'm gonna sit a little longer. Yeah. I think because we've waited so long for Kendrick's album, and he knows people are waiting have been waiting dumb long for this motherfucker. Um, I think he's gonna drop when he's when he's ready. I think he's gonna do exactly what he did uh, for Damn. He's gonna drop a drop a video out of nowhere, and then the album next week type shit. Like you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know because I, I have like a weird like. Uh, this is like my conspiracy theory, but I do have like a weird conspiracy theory that like. The that like Kendrick and Drake have some kind like not beef. I wouldn't call it beef because I feel like that gets taken out of context nowadays. Yeah. People think beef means like oh they have a problem, but I I feel like it's definitely like 
I feel like Kendrick and Drake are the only two that look at each other as competitors. 100%. Because uh, Kendrick said a hundred times too, if you're not trying to be the best, what the hell are you doing? So I think he he know he understands Drake's position in in the world of the rap game and how big he is. He's one of, probably the biggest star in the world right he now. He is the biggest star. You know what I'm saying? So I think Kend- you know like someone like Kendrick, who's a competitive person like that, who just wants to be known as that's the why I say he, I don't he think wants to, that's why I say you know, I don't think he drops anywhere near him unless his move is to take over his shit. I think if he's gonna drop, he's gonna want to drop before Drake does. If, but that's and, but, why but if I Drake think, does it, he's gonna wait. Then and that's wait. why I don't think he's gonna do it anytime soon because I feel like Kendrick's gonna want. Because I also feel like Kendrick's. I personally believe when all the everything that happened this past year with the Black Lives Matter, with Trump, with everything, I believe Kendrick went back in the studio and rethought certain shit about what his album was gonna be. Mm-hmm. Not in terms of the sound or the style, mm-hmm. but maybe the content. Mm-hmm. And so I guess it just makes me think he might wait till after Drake because I, it's like one of those like I don't want people to get distracted between what our competition is. This music is going to be about something else and exactly. I need this message to resonate which means like I need this message at a time where no one's focused on you. Interesting. So that's my only theory to why I think that. But don't get me wrong, if I really wanted it in a perfect world, these two would just drop the album right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> they would drop both albums right now, and I could just listen to that for the rest of the day. You know what? I wouldn't be mad for a clap album either. Um, Drake and Kendrick clap? That'd be, good. That'd be a good dope album. Like an EP, eight songs, something like that. I don't know. No? I, I guess I just don't see how they're... Their styles? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, Future and Drake made sense. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yay and Hove made sense. Even a J. Cole and Kendrick would make sense too. But that's my thing is like Drake the, Drake and Kendrick. I think that would work though. I do. See that's the thing. If you were to ask me what lyrical lyrical guy could mix up with Drake and it makes more sense to me, it'd actually be Cole. Cole would make way I agree. I agree Cole would just make make way much more sense to me. Yeah, I agree. And they're actually pretty good homies. Again, whereas like him and Kendrick are probably homies, but they I, I believe they're the only two that they look at as competition. Yeah. So it's never gonna be a completely best best buddies type of thing. But it's always love gonna be there. Yeah, it's always no, it's always gonna be love. Yeah. I just think it's gonna be a thing of like yeah. we can never really get that close because it's like I'm always trying to beat you. E- yeah. Exactly, exactly. And that's the shit we need more in the rap game. I feel like that shit is like non existent. Oh yeah, that's why I don't that's why you know that's why as much as I like a lot of these artists, I only like them. I don't love any you know of these saying? artists I need, because I need a competition. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I miss growing up where like We love Slaughterhouse and like all that shit. Well, but even before here. Slaughterhouse, like you go to like early two thousands, like Ja Rule, Lil Wayne, T I Eminem, Nas, Jay Z, Snoop, oh, Jay, not yeah. none of them that we just named are similar in any way. That's facts. And, and I, oh, let's also not forget DMX. Yeah. The DMX, all the, they, none of them were the same. And so not only were none of them the same, their weak. competition was just different. The competition was more interesting because it's like, like that's why to this day, the greatest, probably one of the greatest arguments that people have is who won on Renegade? M or Hope? And it's such a weird question to ask because you can't really... Yeah, I know. Say either, because I have a hard time to picking. Because because their styles are so different, Shit. and the message of both of their verses in that song is so different on Renegade that it's mm-hmm. like 
that to me is the fun of the competition. It's yeah. like these two niggas are so different. I don't know how to really compare these lyrics and compare them. It's just like which do you prefer on that day type of thing for me yeah. at least. But I miss those days where it's like you could genuinely ask like, oh, who took out who on the track? And I don't feel that today. Like, I remember I had one... Well, what about, like, diss tracks? We don't even see a lot of diss tracks anymore. Well, I don't mind the diss track, but, like, here's what I mean is, like... I need more diss tracks. Like, <laughs> I remember... Like, I hate when somebody... So, like, like how you and me were talking about with the, the, the other day, how you said you the one song you didn't like as much on the three-pack from Drake was the one with him and Little Baby. Yeah. To me, the reason that was my one of my favorites on the, on the three-pack was because of what you were just saying, where... When baby was when little baby was rapping on that, it felt like he was like, okay, I'm on a track Drake, with Drake. Yeah. I gotta, I can't let this, I can't let this motherfucker out rap me. I gotta try to out rap him before he can out rap me, even though I'm the feature. That's how I feel about Dirk. And yeah. so, exactly, so those guys give me that vibe. But like, I remember somebody came up to me one time and had stu- said something really stupid. I'm not gonna say whose name it was on here, but they were like, oh. Or they were like, oh, Sway Lee bodied Post Malone on the Sunflower song. I said, what the fuck did you just say? What? First of all, that's a song for an, a soundtrack for an album for a movie. Yeah. They got in there and the whole vibe was like, let's make this dope song. That, yeah, that was more of a vibe. That, that, wasn't, that wasn't even rap. That's, a was, vibe. Was, that's yeah, what I'm like, saying. So it's like, like, you know, when people say shit like that, it's like, what do you like, mean they bodied? Like, that, that, that was a collective work. That, I was, feel like, that wasn't like a... But I feel like people, what they, people do is they listen to music now and go, oh, I like this person over that person. That means they bodied them. Like, no, that's not what being bodied on a track is. Being bodied is like, again, like, you know, example basically is like Kendrick on the, on a control. Yeah. Like, that's bodying no, bodied. The, everybody on that track. That's bodied bodying, niggas, yeah. right? Or even, and here's the, but even like hardcore rap fans will even yeah. say that wasn't the greatest... It was just we hadn't had something like that in so long that it felt like that. And that low key put them on the map, actually. Yeah. Because that's what I was saying with the with swing pools and all that. Yeah. yeah. And so I just find it just. So I, I guess like the, my overall point, because there's like a lot of tangents yeah. I'm going on that's here. Facts, but yeah. it's just like this thing of getting bodied on a track is more of like a competitive term when two people are trying to outwrap each other. Exactly. And I just feel like we don't get that anymore. I definitely think there's signs of it, though. I think, there, I think there's definite bit, signs yeah. of it kind of coming back. All it, it's going to take is for... That's why I, I really fucked with the Dreamers album. Because I feel like it was that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's just exactly, trying to exactly. be the best. Everyone's rapper. trying to be the best you know rapper on these tracks. You know what I'm saying? But even then, it's like it was very done in a very friendly way. I kind of miss yeah. having it when it was a little bit more like... A little bit more spice to it, I guess I would yeah. say. Like, like a little bit of... I, like It's one of those things of like... It's almost like competition, like when you're playing basketball or football. You could be playing ball with your boy. Yeah. He'll foul you real hard and like, you you know, you get knocked down, you get hurt. You're going to get up and want to punch him. You know what I mean? Of course. But that's still your boy. You don't want to actually hit him. That's the but you'll still fight. Exactly. That, but that's the more the competitive nature I want to see yeah, in rap again, which is yeah. like, like, I want to believe you two will fight each other in the studio right now I, 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 over these verses, even though, but like, meaning like, you just outdid me on my Facts. song, and now I'm annoyed, so I want to punch you in the face. Like, really, that song Forever, like, when Kanye, it's Kanye said he rewrote his whole verse in that thing after he heard Eminem shit. Like, yeah. Like, like, Th- that's what like I want to hear. You know yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or when Busta Rhymes, Busta Rhymes tells a great story about, like, the first time he heard, um, I can't remember if it was just Eminem in general, or, like, it, I can't remember the exact story, but I remember reading a story how Busta Rhymes, like, the first time he heard Eminem shit, got so mad 
he threw a chair out, out like like into like the tour bus window or something. Like he broke like a window throwing a chair into it, hearing Eminem for the first time, you know, yeah. or or like how Jay on the song uh, "Star Is Born" with him and Cole, you know, when um uh when he says like you know I had the illmatic on bootleg, yeah. the shit was so ahead. I thought we were all dead. Like I just mi- I miss rappers being afraid of other rappers. Exactly. Like Nas said it was just in an interview the other day where he said like. None of these he likes a lot of these rappers, but none of them keep him up at night. And honestly, he was being facts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, and like I said, I definitely think there's some that's like they have some that definitely have potential. There's some that I actually really like. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I guys like I think both Little Baby and Da Baby, and I think you know Dirk. They're definitely those are like three contenders I can think of automatically of like when they get to rapping, rapping, it's like it, they are spitting some shit. Facts. I just wish they were given the opportunity to. Not even opportunity. I wish the public or the general hip-hop fans that are just general fans now, I wish they were more into it to understand why lyrical stuff is so important so that they would then have the opportunity to really go make those kind of songs. Because, like, I understand, like, why somebody like a little baby would, like... You know, he'll do his rap-rap shit with Drake, but I can understand, like, if his first single for his new album, if it was something more poppy and stuff for, like, parties. Like, I get it because that's what... The general fans that's what of sell. that's I party and sex all that shit sells, man. Yeah, you know. But I feel like in hip hop, it was it's always been a thing of like, like when we grew up in the early two thousands again, like, yeah, you'd have that one song that's like on the radio and it's popping and it's mm-hmm. everywhere, like that's probably got ludicrous on it. You know what I mean? Like, Luda. exactly. <laughs> yeah. But then you have Wayne going and doing a milli where it's yeah, a weird nice. beat and he's just rapping. Oh yeah, you know, dumb hard. Exactly. You had Eminem stand. You had. That was on the radio all over. Yeah, shit like that. Like honestly, the honestly the the heartfelt shit from rappers that you don't even see a lot these days. Yeah, you know? like I really I wish. To me, the last time I've I personally felt that. To an extreme level was when Wayne did How to Love. Exactly. I don't know what that's, it is, but there that's was just hit hard, bro. And maybe it was just the timing, like you know, I was we were in yeah. high school, like it was like when I was really getting into rap music. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was just like the right timing for me and my age mm-hmm. and generation, but. Even to this day, like I, I, I don't, I can't, at least at the top of my head, think of like, like you said, like a soulful song like that that really resonates in, in, yeah. your, in your soul. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a fact. That's gotten like popular like that. Exactly. Know? Like you know, like and I remember be, as a kid, you know, because my mom, you know, when I was in high school, you know, she didn't really want me playing explicit lyrics around her. So the fact that I actually had a little Wayne song I could play around her that she fucked with and had no yeah. cursing was just a beautiful song. Was just like. Yeah, it's it's. I feel like it's been a minute since we got some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. why we fuck with you know like the people like the weekend and shit like that who who do do that for us. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah I, I I hate being a weekend fan right now just because like it's so annoying to have to defend this nigga over shit that I shouldn't have to feel like I defend him right. for. Like the only people that are just like ah, oh, you know his 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 like you know like his Super Bowl performance or just like. You know his overall. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel I, like I, get it. I feel like it's. I feel like we're definitely getting into a spot where it's like he's about to become so much more popular than he's ever been, and because of that, it's going to be the ultimate backlash that every artist always has. Always has. You know, and it sucks too because like I'm gonna say right now, the weekend is a living legend. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Do is he's already, he's already had a longevity. He's had he's had back to back. He's goaded in my book. He's goaded in my book too. Like you yeah. know what I'm saying like. 
and, and that's another thing too about you know give people their roses uh, the people general public has to start doing that more because like I said there's so much hate people are gonna hate on a person until they die and then yeah. and all of a sudden they're legends you know yeah and that's the worst thing that we, us as human beings do you know yeah like that because I that definitely happened with happened with Nipsey hundred mm-hmm. percent absolutely happened with know? pop it happened with well no uh, pop pop I give a difference too because I actually this and this is the tragic thing about pop to me was. He didn't get that because he was right on the rise. So, like, mm-hmm. I didn't know Pop before. Like, I didn't really listen to Pop until, sadly, he passed. Mm-hmm. But what I can say is be- right before he passed and then his album eventually came out, remember, he passed, I think, like, a week after Meet the Woo, uh, Woo 2, the other mixtape he did, yeah, the Woo mixtapes, yeah. had just dropped, like, the week before he was killed. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, coworkers at my job, like, just you know, doing you know, doing the pop boys, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like trying to like they're like uh they were just like quoting a lot of pop lyrics, and I was like oh like it's kind of like whatever they're saying just sounded mm-hmm. funny to me, you know, because they were doing it in pop like trying to do it in pop smoke's voice, and so then when the woo and everything came out, that's when I was finally like, oh this is what people were talking about, mm-hmm. and then I started to go in and realize that but at least junior. <laughs> so I think for me when pop when pop passed. I was just hearing about him. And Maybe I was hearing too. about him a lot from a lot of people that mm-hmm. whose music opinion I actually do respect. So I was like, okay. And then when his album came out, The 50 Finish, that's when I was like, oh, this is what we just lost. Yeah. And this is what people were going crazy about. Mm-hmm. So that one just makes me more tragic because I feel like he was just at that point where he the whole the world next, was really yeah. getting to know who the, yeah. he was. And he could have had that and then was taken from us way too early, sadly. I agree. And, you know, that's the only thing I really hope also this year is if we could just see a lot less death in the rap community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't see it in country music. You don't see it with pop stars. You don't... It's only rappers that are just... I, I forget who said it, but, like, uh, it, being a rapper is one of the dangerous jobs out there. Russ right said that shit. A lot of people have said that shit. Really? Boosie said, well, I think, like, the first one to really say it was... That it became popular was Boosie. Boosie yeah, said yeah, it. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um... Also, uh, so this is so weird. Like, I, sorry guys, we're jumping around because this is our first time just kind of getting the vibe of what this pod is. But to a point, I almost forgot we had our audience for a second. How are you guys doing this far into it? <laughs> Hope you're doing great. <laughs> well, just also that bar, I just want to talk about the bar that Drake had on the uh, uh, pepper. Yeah, when yeah. he said, when he said, I ushered in a, this generation. Mm-hmm. These uh, these were my confessions lie. That was probably the hardest bar I heard all year so far. That was pretty hard. I was like, wow. I didn't tell you when I first heard that. That was my first song on the. On yeah, the I was like, yeah. wait, well, yeah, it's called Lemon Pepper Freestyle and has yeah. Rick Ross. That's not the greatest. Facts. The only thing that could have made that song better is if I had literally just got Wing Stop. That's the only <laughs> thing that could have made my day better at that point. Which also, I feel as a black man, I must confess, I have not had Lemon Pepper Wings. I'm seeing a lot of people really? that are finally trying it, and they're going nuts over it, so I feel like I now um, have to well, as black get into myself, it. it. It's it's not my first choice of wing flavor, um, but it's definitely good. I definitely recommend to try it. All right. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those ones like, I got to at least try. You know yeah, I mean? of course. Yeah. You know, especially if you're a fan of wings. I am a fan of wings. You know what I'm saying? God, no, I want wings. <laughs> We'll go to Wake Up after this. Don't worry about it. Oh, thank God. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, so the transition away from music for a little bit. Let's mm-hmm. talk about some uh, other shit, you know. Um, 
Uh, I don't know if you've watched. Uh, well, yeah, you probably haven't. But for anybody out there, there's a great, great documentary right now on HBO Max called Alan versus Pharaoh. It's basically the telling the story from the beginning of Mia Farrow and Woody Allen's relationship. If you don't know about it, I, again, I highly recommend you go watch it. It's a great doc. It is very. I'll give you guys the warning now. If you have kids, it's a very. It's a bit sensitive to watch. It's. it's yeah. It's pretty graphic. Not not graphic in the sense of what they show, but just graphic in terms of the, the what, subject. What he actually does. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty graphic in that sense. Um. So mm-hmm. I'll just give you the heads up. But I just feel like I wanted to highlight it because it's a really well made documentary. I love what HBO Max has been doing, and I do think it's it's one we need to kind of shine a light on because again, as much as I understand cancel culture, I don't fully support it. I fully believe that the only way to make better choices moving forward is acknowledging the mistakes that you've made in the past. And as humans, like we should be acknowledging the the bads that happen. I agree. You know, like somebody like Woody Allen happened and was able to get away with that because of how much he was beloved in Hollywood as this mm-hmm. acclaimed comedy direct indie director. And so I think it's just it's a good way to show that it's like sometimes you can't let your love of somebody yeah. as a fan take over your judgment of what should be morally right and wrong. Exactly. Um, you know, like I talk about this all the time, but it's like I don't think it's smart to cancel Bill Cosby in the sense of, look, if you never want to show an episode of Bill Cosby again, okay, fine. You know, if locking him up for what he did, absolutely. But to not acknowledge what his role was in history, I feel like is a very big mistake. You know, people forget he was called America's dad at one point. Mm-hmm. Like, so think about that. As much as people talk about America being racist, which obviously it is, but, but, but like, I mean, to a degree. I believe it's racist to a degree in the sense of, I believe there's definitely a good chunk of racist people out there, shit like that. But to me, I look at it as much as like the internet. Mm-hmm. The internet can make anything <clears throat> seem larger than it actually is. I agree. So, to, so it's like to cancel Bill Cosby, you're not acknowledging that this was a man who, in a time where there was, it was more okay to be a racist person. Yeah. Motherfuckers still looked at him as like, love the Cosby show though. Like, I love that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He became one of the number one cleanest comedians, like never cursed, never talked about bad subjects. Word. Shockingly. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, but... Even after when all that story came out about him, like everybody was shocked about that. And so yeah. to to me, it's just one of those things of like, you shouldn't cancel him because we should learn that it's like, when you get that kind of a power, keep yourself in check. Mm-hmm. Don't ever think it's okay to to do to do to do what either. he did. It doesn't make you a, a higher place in, uh, over human beings. The, you're not God. Yeah, That's exactly. what it is. It's like yeah. Bill Cosby showed that so you can be the most loved person in America. And the second you start having a god complex of I can mm-hmm. do shit and get away with it because I'm me, mm-hmm. that's that's where you're in for. That, that's where you're you're either most likely to make a mistake, or give the people the opportunity to make them think you made a mistake. True. You know, so because like how much money you got? Yeah, because look, uh, you know, like and and a lot of my like this example right now I'm using Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. Something I've talked to like my grandfather about because obviously he was around during that time. And and my grandfather, who you know, some could I guess kind of consider he I wouldn't call him a full on racist, but he definitely has some ignorance to it's the a shady. Racy. Yeah, yeah, like some yeah. I would call it more just like ignorance to yeah. other people. Yeah. So 
even somebody like him to get his perspective of the whole thing back then, like, you know, his whole thing was like, you know, he looked at me and was like, do you know how many people I went to parties with and did drugs with and had crazy sex with and neither of us really remembered by the next day? He's like, nah. He's like, I don't remember anything more than she did. So did I rape her? Did we just have really fucked up sex? And like, you know, we both ended up making, like, you know, the difference is we were both okay with that choice. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So like, that's why I look at it as like, so like, I'm saying Bill Cosby obviously did what he did, but let's for argument's sake, say he, when he testified, he didn't do anything wrong and that all these women were already doing drugs. Okay. Like, let's say that, say, say if that was true, Mm -hmm. that's still too much of a God complex of you think, oh, I can just, I'm Bill Cosby. I can go out and just do drugs with all these women who are already doing drugs and we'll go out to my place, whatever. It's like, okay, now we're in a different era that is making it very clear that shit's still not okay. Thanks. Like, or, and even if, like, not that it's not okay, but like, that women can now say, oh, he drugged and raped me. Exactly. Yeah. And if you're involving yourself in shit like that, then that's part, like, you know, like, like that is mm-hmm. much of a problem as if, if you go and do those acts. Yeah. And I'm only speaking on, like, somebody in his status. And that's why I'm saying, like, we can't really forget him because, you know, we're in an era where, you know, we're having a lot more black actors finally getting a chance to do these kind of things. Let's keep in history of what happened the last time a black person got in that position. Not to, again, not that any of these people would, but it's always good to keep that reminder of how shit can go wrong. You know, that, that, so that's the way I really look at it. It's not like a... You know, free Bill Cosby. Definitely yeah, yeah. don't let that motherfucker out. That's facts. You know what I mean? Like, I get some people feel bad because he's old and they shouldn't be locked up in there. And obviously, I don't wish jail about anybody. But, like, you do the crime, you gotta do the time, bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, then so that's how it comes down to. Yeah. So but you're right, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, people of that status uh, who have that kind of thing, who, like, you gotta understand your position. You gotta understand like anything, even anything like that. I'm just gonna go go to this place, get fucked up with all these drugs. Like, any, any little thing could can be taken the wrong way even if you don't even realize it yourself you know what I'm saying that's what I'm thinking that's the thing that's why it's like I'm not putting blame on like every guy because we've talked about this before I don't think every guy's intention is evil and bad I just think like we're in such an awkward time in the mm-hmm. world right now that it's like there's no real what, right way for a guy to feel like to like like in the sense of because look I, I know plenty of dudes that are mad confident with their shit. You know what I mean? Like, they're mad confident with how, you know, and not like, I'm talking about like their game, but just like, they're confident, like, I'm a confident guy. I, can, I definitely have the courage to go up to this girl, tell her that I think she's pretty, offer her to buy her a drink, see where it goes from there. You know, but then there's other guys who are very, very insecure. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those are the guys that get labeled as usually like weirdos or creepy and stuff. It's like, no, nah, it's just we live in a weird time where it's like sometimes they don't know how to just approach you. Yeah. Socially yeah. awkward, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, some people are just really socially awkward, and yeah. then when you have things on top of it, like a pandemic, you know what I mean? That's not Social distancing, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. it's not really making people more sociable and better, That's you know what fact. I mean? Like, yeah. I was, obviously, as you know, like, you know, I was a very shy person for a long time, and it wasn't until I moved to the city and forced myself to be around people every day mm-hmm. and socialize that I became a much more social and happier and better person. Like, I, I became better at communicating with people. Mm-hmm. But then once I came back here, and then we had the pandemic shut down, I feel like I'm right back to where I started, where it's like, I don't know how the fuck to talk to people sometimes. Same way. Yep. You know, so it's like, yeah, so it, it's just like a weird thing, you know, and that's why I said, like, you gotta be careful of what situations you put yourself in, especially mm-hmm. if, you know, and not to get all biased and political on people, but it's like, it, just for other people like you and me, 
if you're a young black man out there, it's very easy for you to always be looked at as a target, a target for so many different things in this world. That's a fact. So it's like just try to be smart about how you approach people and stuff like that. You know, because I even I mean even to use a more recent example, you know, you got Ti and Tiny, you know, with their sexual allegations. Yeah. Look, I don't know. You know, I'm not gonna make my judgment obviously because nothing to do with me, but. You know, the only thing I would say to that is, you know, that's another reason why you got to be careful. Because, again, if what they're saying is true and, you know, they like to have threesomes once in a while with another girl around. Okay, like, that's your choice as a couple. But know that that third person is not in your relationship, in your world, in your marriage. So Mm -hmm. they had that opportunity to go make you guys look like bad people. And so it's just like one of the things you always got to be careful about. And, you know, I just try to spread that because, again, I don't think... I think more of these people that get accused of stuff. I'm talking about like a day to day person, not celebrity stuff course, like yeah. that. But like a lot of day to day people get like you know fucked up. You know, I've had I've seen dudes that you know that work with me that get fired because they approached a girl wrong way, and I don't think that that's what that dude's intention was. Mm-hmm. But because he doesn't have an awareness, or maybe like a you know, I even think back maybe I should have said something at the time. Like you know, he didn't have enough people around him to be like, hey, don't you can't say don't that, do, yeah. yeah don't yeah, do that yeah. You know, or like you like the other thing is like just don't do it to that person. Yeah. That person's not the right person for you to say that to. And it ended up being we were correct, yeah. you know, that that wasn't the person. So it's like and again I feel bad because like now that dude doesn't have a job and that's not on him. That's on the fact that he made a dumb choice of how he approached the girl. He just didn't honestly he just didn't know better. Exactly. Exactly. Whatever his environment might be growing up, whatever that yeah, you know. Exactly. And, and just that would be somebody people, who probably didn't have the right Exactly. And people don't take that into consideration. People just think people are, are just born monsters and shit like that too. That's mostly never the case. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And it's tough. It's tough out here. Yeah. You know? It is. But I think there's a lot of I think throughout this whole thing, I think I guess, you know, to end this shit on a more positive note, I definitely think we're in a better space, I would say, once this vaccine rolls out and shit yeah. starts to really I think get that we're in the mud right now, but once we get out of it, you know, if Hopefully, be a little more smooth sailing. Like, I mean, I don't think like what I mean by that is like I don't mean completely out of the woods, but like, like I think it's gonna be much better when, like, this summer. I don't think everything's gonna be reopened by the end of this summer. Hopefully, it will. But like, if it's not, if at least just like enough people get the vaccine, that enough people can go out in public, and we don't have to have mass mandates, like. I feel like, like even, like even yeah, yeah, even if we're not fully there, I just feel like the vibe of that little bit of freedom, mm-hmm. I feel like we're going to have a much better appreciation for, like, like I almost kind of miss people bumping into me. You know what I mean? Like, it's been so long since somebody accidentally just went like, oh, my bad, bro. Sorry, bro. <laughs> and you get mad for a sec, but now it's like, if somebody bumps into me, you're like, oh. Uh, like <laughs> hey. we're allowed to be this close again, you know. That, that's the way I would look at it. Like we're allowed to be this close to each other again. Like, like that's that's fact, bro. Even when I went back to the city a couple weeks ago, and it's just like a fucking ghost town right now. It's so weird, and it made me a little sad. I was like, damn, I miss getting mad at people just in my way all the time. <laughs> yeah, like you never. Yeah, uh, that's, that's the no, one you thing. Don't, you don't, don't you don't appreciate things until it's gone, type shit. You know. So and you know what? I also realized now. I guess I really understand why they call that shit the Roaring Twenties. Because I feel like... It's definitely the Great Depression, my nigga. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I feel like... You know, granted, we still have a lot of other work to do even besides this pandemic. We still got to clean this earth. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
Because look, whether you believe the global warming shit or not, at the end of the day, the earth is still fucking disgusting and filthy. It needs to be clean. We need to make a better environment for our kids moving forward. I agree. But I just feel like when this whole shit is like done, done. Like said and done. Yeah. Like when this shit is, whenever that is, even if it's the end of this year, next end of next year, whenever. Whenever they say like masks no longer need to be worn, Enough people are vaccinated. No more this is not. Yeah, this is like no more social. Distancing. You can finally get back to like you know movie theaters at a hundred percent capacity. Like when we get to that point, whenever that is, I really feel like this entire world is gonna start living it up and partying crazier than we ever have before. Oh yeah, futures mask off is gonna be number one. Oh, like, oh my god. For, for, like, for oh like my two god. Months just, <laughs> two months? That shit's good for a year. <laughs> year at the minimum, my guy. At the minimum. Mask off. Like, I just find okay, it so weird off. to be like, wow, we're already in March of 2021. <clears throat> it's been a year since this whole shit started, bro. And I just find yeah. that so weird that it's like. Like, it's been over a year now since, like. Mm-hmm. I've been to a theater. No, we went to one last last summer. We saw but tonight. but in a non-pandemic way. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like it's really crazy to me to think that like the last time I was in a ginormously every seat filled packed, packed you know, theater. You know the last movie you saw. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the last movie I saw wasn't like this. Was I'm setting up like this. Like the last time I was in a crowded, crazy theater was for Star Wars. Now, the very last movie I saw in a theater before the pandemic was um, The Way Back with Ben Affleck, the one where he plays a uh, basketball coach and recovering alcoholic. I don't remember the last movie I saw before the pandemic. It wasn't Star Wars, I don't think. <clears throat> yeah, well, that was the last one I saw where it was like a giant, like yeah. the, the whole theater was packed out and it was like, I, one, I, I wish saw, the movie saw, was really better than if I was going to, that was going to be our last big movie like that. Right. And I feel it like was an empty we all would have saw it. Yeah, I, I'm, and I'm pretty sure we all would have appreciated that movie a little bit more had we known like what was about to happen. That's a fact. But that's crazy. Yeah, there's some things like I said. You, you don't, you know, you start appreciating things once it's gone type shit. So, yeah. although I don't, I don't, so don't appreciate Rise of Skywalker though. Fuck you and everybody. I'm never gonna let that I, shit go. I do concur. Um, but I, I just say I don't think everything will will go back to normal per se. I mean, obviously, there's gonna be a time where we're gonna start wearing masks and maybe the social distancing might be like, whatever. Uh, but I think our Mental, emotional uh, takeaway from everything is, is never going to change. No, but that's why I believe we're all going to live. That's what I mean to what I said, though, is yeah. we're all now in a position where we understand how quickly everything can go. Mm-hmm. We understand how quickly everything can go to hell. Mm-hmm. We can understand. We now understand how quickly the biggest businesses can just go to shit. And obviously not big, big business like Amazon, but I'm talking about like, like an AMC theaters, like, you know, like just certain, like... Well, Amazon, well, Amazon's different because they, they, they made a profit off of... Uh, no, that's why I said I'm not including yeah, them. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying, not them. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying no, 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 things no, like saying, AMC, yeah, yeah. how quickly they can fall, how quickly re- yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that can fall, that it's like, that's why I think we're going to party and live crazier than we ever have because we finally have a better appreciation for just life itself. I just miss going to a bar and paying $15 for a drink, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I just missed the bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Damn, shit. man. That's a fact. Yeah. But it's all good. <laughs> Listen, in one week from now, we'll be doing a whole spoiler review for Snyder Cut. 
We'll be doing a whole review for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Stay tuned for that. Or, I mean, that's just going to be dope in itself. You know, I mean, it's a four-hour movie. And fuck you to anybody complaining, because you guys will sit there and binge watch a whole new season of Stranger Things in one weekend sitting, but can't sit down for four simple hours. That's the thing. It's not, it's not like you're in a movie theater where you have to sit down. Bro, you can pause it. You can do literally whatever the fuck you want. You know what's crazy, though? Like, you know what's crazy? I've been talking to a lot of people, though, and just reading, like, a lot of other shit that that's actually been a, a huge problem for people lately really like pausing shit and so yeah it? like so I remember I was listening to the breakfast club and I think it was Angela Yee who was saying like she kind of has a problem with like like she started watching ha- coming to America but then ended up pausing it and then got busy doing other shit I talked to other people who have like you know they say they try to watch like Tenet when it came out mm-hmm. on streaming and they were just like and eh, like they didn't really like get into it they kept going to their phone listening to the Joe Budden podcast, they all said the same thing, actually, about Tenet. Like, they were trying to watch it from home and just ended up getting caught up with shit. Like, people are starting, and they were complaining about it, and Charlemagne had then brought up, he's like, I think we need to acknowledge that there is, and I've been saying this from the beginning, nothing is ever going to beat the theater experience. Oh, yeah. Watching that shit at home is never going to, you're never going to pay attention as much, you're never going to care as much it's that's a fact there's a yeah. discipline to going to a theater where you're surrounded by a bunch of people in the dark and you know okay I gotta turn my phone off can't look at my phone so you're kind of forced to be in the movie and so a movie that might not you might naturally not want to watch you end up getting caught up into it because it's like oh shit like this is actually really interesting compared yeah, to honestly, on your that's phone that's good we need more of that too because we, we, we need to get the fuck out of our phones that's <laughs> my <laughs> point that's why I don't support that's people who are like yeah. movie theaters are done like no they're that's not bro they, they can never be done and, and that's the thing too you, how can you, how can a movie be done you know what I'm saying it's like it's not just going to a movie to see a movie you like it's it's for so many different things like taking it's your experience. family it's an experience you can take your family a date you can like it's like the movie's just it's like, it was an experience it's like it's more just, just going to see something you know bro like to anybody listening right now do you really want to see a new horror movie with like your your spouse, partner, your girlfriend, whatever, like just in your room, the two of you. Uh, no, you want to be in a fucking theater. It depends on the movie, I guess. A horror movie. Well, it depends on, it depends on the horror movie. I mean, I, I mean. No, I stop, know. stop. We're not doing that. Know. See, this is where people try know. to get into. <laughs> no, no. A horror movie is meant to be in a theater setting when you're surrounded by other people. You oh, all jump, yeah, yeah. jump. Something scary happens. You all jump up. You look at each other. There's one person laugh. in the back screaming as fuck. That's what I'm saying. Fuck, and yeah. then you look at each other. You laugh, yeah. and it's because you're uncomfortable. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. No, there is, does not depend on the horror movie. Any horror movie in a theater is a much crazier experience than if you are at home by yourself. That's a fact. I do concur. So yes, the theaters is something that we need to bring back. Theaters in New York are finally open. Um, Jersey are open, and this week, if you're in LA or in the you know in California, they are going to be opening then this week. Um, and if you're in New York, it's not just the city. Uh, upstate, all the theater like our theater just opened again. So, guys, go support your local movie theater. You know, I get it; it's a pandemic. Obviously, if you can't, you can't. But if you're able to just spare, you know. The twenty bucks for you and your friend to go to see a you know a movie in a theater it would really help you know what I mean like people forget that AMC basically put themselves in debt when they started the whole subscription thing yeah. that we were doing where you know I paid like twenty bucks a month or whatever and I got to see up to it was like three movies on three movies a week bro and it would always remember that one week. the other one that was like you got to see all those movies and then it failed after like your first month well because it, you know it because yeah. they weren't an actual like they were literally yeah. just a company that started doing that it, they yeah. weren't like an AMC where it's like we're a movie theater chain yeah. we can do this 
So yeah, I feel like they're over their heads with, with when they did that. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. That that yeah. see that's one of the things. Never look at that shit as like oh they were in over their heads. Just enjoy it for what it was. I never got to enjoy it. I never used it. I paid for it. Never got to use oh, it. Oh, see, well then that's your own fault because I told you months before to you get did. it and you, you never did. listened. Yeah, you did. And by the time you had gotten it, didn't work. Yeah, Guess what? Up, yeah. This motherfucker already saw fifty movies with that yeah. shit. So I got my money's worth out of it. <laughs> but that was whack. But bottom line is, but AMC they did go into a lot of debt when they started yep. their subscription base to see movie uh, three movies a week. They literally were just starting to see a profit off it mm-hmm. when the pandemic happened. I was even so, buying it too. Honestly. And that's the thing. So I don't know where they're at with that right now. But obviously, again, the theaters are open. Go support your local theaters. You know, if you're tired of seeing the blockbuster movies, you're tired of seeing the same movies over and over again. There are plenty of great indie films that are out right now. Just like I said, go check out your local theater. Guess what? If you see a movie that you never heard of it, you may not know all the actors, and you, again, you just haven't heard of it, go check it out. It might be the best movie you've seen this yeah, year. Those are like those are the type of movies you people end up loving more. Yeah. Type shit. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to advocate in this yeah. podcast for people to expand your watching habits yeah. and. If you're somebody out there who complains, I'm tired of seeing the same shit over and over again. I'm ex- throughout this journey of this podcast, you will learn, and I will help you guys learn that the only way to get that done is through your dollars, and is seeing the movies and paying for the movies, really paying for them, not bootlegging it, not streaming it later on when it's free, but going to a theater and paying for this movie tells that theater and the people who make these movies, hey, this is what we want to see. So definitely do that, guys. Um, you know, thank you for definitely listening this far uh, yeah. to this weird ass podcast. <laughs> weird ass podcast. There's a name nah, nah. Because <laughs> somebody probably already has yeah, it. Nah. If they don't, that'll be the podcast. That'll be great, actually. If not, we're gonna name it after some fucking DMX album. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But thank you again, guys. I've been your host, Jared. I've been Alan. And uh, we will see you next week for some Snyder Cut. That was actually just stretching my arm. I didn't need you to high five me, but. Hope well, you got it, bro. All righty. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Until next time. Until next time.